So the the doors parents are away. Yeah, it's just you and me oh, in what, a room together. What, what do you want to do, step bro? I think we need to do another ASMR. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, so, babe, you want to record an ASMR? <laughs> <laughs> parents are like, what did you guys do when we were gone? The whole ceiling's been painted white. <laughs> <laughs> we did a painting ASMR. So. Yeah, painting ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this paint's really wet. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you using a vacuum on the paint? <laughs> Yeah, I figured out if you turn the vacuum cleaner the other way, it just shoots the paint at the ceiling. <laughs> just sucking up all the paint. No, so I, I wanted to save that uh, that beautiful time. You, first off, why don't you tell me how you... Did you have fun at our family party the yeah. other day? So, yeah, so there was a family party. Yeah, I had a family party. We haven't done one in 10 years. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, And, and so okay. we wanted to do a... It's, a Halloween, it's not a family I mean, it's not family specific. It's just a Halloween party. But we used to yeah. do them years ago when I was growing up. We do it every year. We had yeah. a giant Halloween party. It was That's like a 200 lot. people. Yeah. And it's been 10 years. And my parents are still complaining about their backs the same way <laughs> that they were 10 years ago when we were setting up. Um, no, but it turned out pretty good. Uh, we, we do the hay rides and everything. It's pretty entertaining. Yep. And uh, this time I was able to do tarot readings. I was able to change Yes. People's perception for yeah. a glimpse of time. I know I got one. Yeah. And my perception forever changed. Yeah, it's it's, it's you're different. Yeah. You woke up different. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, but I, I wanted to tell you the uh one of the last ladies of the night, um, one of our uh neighbors, I don't know if she came to the party pre drunk or she got drunk. At Probably. first I thought she was just being um like involved yeah i thought maybe she just really liked the tarot reading <laughs> and and she was like wow this is like really you know works for me or something but then like i slowly was clued into the fact that she was just gone yeah <laughs> she was just so gone uh drunk and um like falling over herself basically but it, it turned out really funny because um i had flipped uh one of the cards and the first card was i did a three card reading and the first card was power and she her eyes lit up she's like oh my god this is what i struggle with every day of my life it's power uh-huh. trying to have power and then she's talking about how she's she's like she looks at me straight in the eyes and she's like i'm a really empowered woman I'm like okay i was like that's cool so power is something you do she's like i have to deal with so many men in my business <laughs> i'm like okay oh no this is like one of these ladies <laughs> oh, like no. oh no so then we uh we kept going and then i flipped over the next card and it was the devil and she's like i don't believe in the devil it's all positive for me here i only believe in god <laughs> like okay yeah uh, and then uh I forget the last one i think it was like a queen of um disc or something like that or whatever it's something it's some strong woman card basically yeah. uh and i was like okay well like what do you what do you see when you see like the devil or whatever she's like well i don't believe in the devil you know it's all positive for me everything's positive and i was like okay well why don't we think of the devil in a different context like you know devil could be like instinct it could be nature or something like that she's like no i, I don't believe it and i was like okay let's consider it from this perspective okay in life 
there is positive and there's negative. Let's have the devil represent the negative. Mm. Maybe there's an aspect of that here. I was like, when you struggle with power, is there something that you struggle with? Like, do you struggle with the negativity? And then she starts opening up and she's like, okay, well, yeah, actually, like I, I'm constantly positive for everyone else. Like my role is to basically be like a motivator of everyone else but myself. And so when I'm doing that, I don't acknowledge the negative in my life at all. Uh. I completely like shy away from it. So I don't do anything for myself. And then like at a certain point, like, I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, really thought-provoking. It's, like, going somewhere I was able to, you know, make the devil into a symbol that she could, like, use to talk about her life. Yeah, and it was something that was working. And then at a certain point, uh, she, uh... You know, I've read that when you're drunk, you, like, lose your ego. Yeah. Like, your ego fades a little bit, and you're just kind of, like, on intuition or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she must have sensed that, uh... It, well, first off, she she was telling everybody around her, she was like, you you got to TikTok this. Like, I can't believe he flipped over these cards. This is literally my life. Like, are you TikToking this, this right now? This is literally like, my this life. This is real life. Like, if I had $50, I'd give this kid $50. Like, you you need whatever. And then uh, my buddy next to me was like, uh, well, he needs a car. And she looks at me and she's like, she's like, you'll have a car. She's like, I feel it. I, I know you'll have a car. You'll have a car by this time tomorrow. That's what your car will be. I'm like, is this lady going to buy me a car? Yeah, what's bro? going on? <laughs> She's like, I've made people millionaires. She's talking about all her life what and stuff hell? like that. I was like, I was like, dude, this lady's going to buy me a car or yeah. whatever. And then uh, <laughs> so this goes on. And then at some point, then it like it becomes a reverse tarot reading. And then it becomes like a I'm going to like berate but motivate you thing to me. Because she's like, she's like, you got to believe in yourself. You know, you, you don't believe it. That's your problem is you don't believe in yourself. You, you got to stop taking people's shit. You know, you got to, you got to, you got to believe it. And Buckle she, up, buckaroo. Yeah, she's going through this whole thing. She's like, uh, she's like, you're not doing your life right. You, you got to sell yourself. You got to advertise. You got to believe that this is the best thing that you're whatever. Like she goes through this whole spiel. I'm like, okay, we got a reverse tarot reading here. I'm getting a motivational speech. And then she turns her attention to one of my 11 year old cousins. And she's like, uh. She's like, do you get bullied in school? <laughs> I was like, oh no. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. She's like, she's like, you gotta stand up to him. You gotta, you gotta wake up Monday morning and you gotta tell him you're not gonna take any shit. Take this Glock. Yeah. <laughs> take this gun. Go beat your bully. And it, the best part is, is she's talking at him. She's not listening to him at all. He's like trying to give her context for the situation, but she doesn't care. She's lived like, such a rough life that, like, her, <laughs> that the only conception to her is, is that to go forward, you have to just be as, like, brash yeah, and headstrong <laughs> as possible. And it was so funny because, like, we're just, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting to see, is this going to end? Is, <laughs> is she going to stop? Is, is, I mean, she's drunk, but she just keeps repeating the same thing over and over again. And then she starts grabbing his leg. She's like, your leg's shaking. You're nervous. She's like, you're, it, look at you. You gotta be able Jesus to, you Christ. gotta wake up. You gotta change. You, like tomorrow, you're gonna, or Monday morning, you're gonna walk in, you're gonna tell that boy, bully, I'm not gonna take no shit. And then Jade, <laughs> my girlfriend's sitting there and she's like, he's probably shaking cause you're like an adult drunk woman, like yelling. <laughs> 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 and so Jade starts disagreeing with her and I was like, oh God, we're gonna have a fucking battle out here. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I don't think that's the best advice. And the lady's like, no, he's got to wake up. He's got to tell, he's got to, you know, you got to tell these boys you're not going to take any shit anymore. And she's like completely gone. Jesus. Oh my God. And so just escalated to the point where she's like, um, she's like, you know, you have a really strong woman. She's a strong woman. She's, she's empowered. 
And then she, like, hobbles away with her, like, drink. <laughs> Into the dark. And then I looked at my cousin. I'm like, dude, don't. It's fine. Don't worry about what she said. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you should stand up to your bullies. But And he's like, oh, no, I did I did fight one of my bullies, but I got suspended. I'm like, there you go. Look, you already did That's it. what happened. Yeah. He, yeah. He, <laughs> he actually stood up to his bullies. This lady just wasn't listening. To yeah. <laughs> his parents didn't approve because of the way he went about it. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, the party was great. I, I didn't get to do as many tarot readings as I wanted, but uh, the few that I did, uh, I was surprised. You know, I went in with the image of like, I'm going to try to give people what they need. Yeah. I, I want to tell them the thing that they need to hear. Uh-huh. And so, and and what was funny is the cards completely facilitated it. It didn't matter what card flipped over. It doesn't usually. I found <laughs> a way to connect to whatever situation. Like there was... There are some random cards. They were so weird. Uh, one of them, uh, this lady was like, we got debauchery, uh-huh. which is like... An, I got debauchery. Yeah, you got yeah. debauchery too. And this lady got debauchery as well. And it was an... Debauchery is like an overindulgence of like sensual pleasures. And uh, But it also means other things too, like illusory, like pleasure, things like that. And eventually this, this kindergarten teacher that i was talking to we'd gotten to the point where she uh feels like there was a disconnect in her life and that she's let too many of her relationships go over the course of her life like she hasn't pursued them in ways like her friends and things yeah and she feels like a huge um i guess disconnect's the best way to uh to describe it a contrast in life because she's like a happy kindergarten teacher at one moment and then she's like a 40 year old like woman uh-huh. on the weekends or something and that's <laughs> just a weird jarring between for her and she doesn't focus on her friendships and that it was i was like wow we got there from debauchery that's how we got there we we went we went people from... just want to talk about themselves yeah. you know and you know it was perfect yeah it worked great damn so yeah the party was awesome hay rides went great yeah you want to talk about your uh you did a skit yeah yeah you, i mean we joined in on your skit, yeah we you, you know. did a skit with us too yeah for yeah. we have little stations to like scare people when they're on the hay ride and uh you guys had the toxic waste dump, yep. and you were wearing, like, construction clothes. Yeah. I, I saw that one. You guys were doing, like, CPR to one of the yeah. skeletons. That was really funny. <laughs> we, yeah, because we had a guy that threw up, like, a, a dummy guy that would throw up in the thing, and he like, I would, like, rub his back and be like, oh, man, you're going to be all right, man. And then he'd puke, and then, you know, and then the other guy I was with was trying to perform CPR on a uh, skeleton. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was pretty good. There was a guy that rode by. He's like, you, you just keep going, man. You'll get him. Like, <laughs> um, and then we would join your skit, which was an electric chair. Yeah. And then we had that basically our, our, our bit, which the kids love. They said, we need to go into acting now because yeah. it was so good. But basically, uh, my cousin was like a mad scientist trying to get more power and to experiment on minions. And so he flipped the switch and the minion would basically like fry and he couldn't turn it off. And so I was one of the minions that would try to pull him off and I get shocked. And then he tried to pull me off. He gets shocked. And then you guys came over from the previous thing and you would pretend to get shocked. And we basically a conga line of us pretending to have an epileptic seizure yeah. while people are driving behind a tractor and laughing their asses off. So yeah. that's pretty good. And then they would get scared by a, a real scary yeah. thing later on. Yeah. yeah. Some <laughs> person would actually come out of the weeds and look at them. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like at the beginning we were trying to be like scary like mm. i would like pop out of a barrel mm. you know um or i would like try to creepily look at him be like you know try to like scare people but it, i i don't think it's as good or as memorable as if like oh man remember the cpr guy or, you yeah. know junk like that i feel like that's better you know i i watched a. Uh... 
uh, a documentary on Bill Hicks. He's a comedian I really like. He died at like 32 pancreatic cancer, but uh, he reminds me a lot of myself in many ways. He's uh, he's somebody, even though we have completely different lives, he's somebody that uh, talks about a lot of the things that I talk about. Like he, he the if you read his Wikipedia page, it's like comedian, conspiracy theorist, uh, like uh, like he's kind of like almost avant-garde but not he was just a he was like a comedian that would just talk about his opinions but he would also show the truth in things by exposing it and it didn't matter like he didn't really care about what would happen to him basically he'd just say whatever he felt like yeah um but he he it was well thought out uh and it was pretty interesting because he predicted some of the things that are happening now in america in different ways um and i was watching this documentary on him um, and I realized in it that, uh, comedy is really one of the best ways to communicate ideas to people. Oh, it's yeah. through like making fun of things. And mm-hmm. if they laugh at it and there's like humor to be found in how absurd it is, yeah. then that sort of gives way to understanding. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I think too, you get a, like someone will have like a joke about something and like, if it's something that's like controversial and people laugh at it, they also see the same thing that you're seeing, right? But you're like bringing it to light in like a, a way to 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 show, hey, we're all in this or something yeah. together, right? So, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he talked a lot about it, he, he died in 1994, so a lot of his stuff was uh he's actually somebody that got censored on um, David Letterman's show, I believe it was uh-huh. um his like final act that he did before like he died of cancer. Um, they completely censored it because it was too edgy, I guess, for them. And it was really funny because the jokes weren't that crazy. It was about, it was, uh, some of the jokes were about like pro-lifers. He was like, why do all pro-lifers look like this? And he do like cross eyes. <laughs> he's like, every pro-lifer, it's always like this. And he's like, if you're really pro-life, you should go lock arm in arm and block a graveyard and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, like, no, we don't want them. Like, <laughs> no, no more. <laughs> yeah. And then he made some, uh, he talked a lot about the Iraq Iraq War. He was really into the like Waco, Texas thing. Uh, he has some great bits about like JFK and stuff like that. <laughs> He's like, I went to the what William Moss. Uh, what is I can't remember. Not William Osman. That's no. The yeah, it's not, it's, yeah, that's the YouTuber. What's the guy his name? who shot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, William Osman, the egg drop oh, yeah. YouTube video. Yeah, there you guy, go. the guy that can't handle criticism. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that guy who shot JFK. He, he's like, oh, I went to the uh, oh. Booth? Something Booth? That's, Wilkes Booth. That's that's Lincoln. God damn it. I think that's Lincoln. Yeah, I think that is Lincoln. <laughs> Different the, president. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. There we go. There we go. There we go. I'm <laughs> not stupid, it. I promise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I knew it was Oz something. With the flintlock pistol at yeah. 200 yards. Yeah. yeah. He was like, uh, oh, I went to the uh, the William Osment. No, <laughs> I'm yeah. with you. He's like, I went to the... Uh, the Lee Harvey Oswald Museum, and the best part is, uh, is that it was real. Uh, you realize when you get in that there's no fucking way you could have shot JFK from that window. <laughs> uh, and just stuff like that. Or even for the Iraq War, he's like, uh, he's like, I don't like to call it the Iraq War, because a war is when two armies fight each other. <laughs> and it's just, some of his jokes are great. <laughs> he's like do we have any non-smokers in the audience and they're like um the people would be like yeah yeah and he's like you pretentious fuck like <laughs> yeah you think you're better than the rest of us <laughs> honestly he's such a good comedian he, he wasn't uh, that popular in america 
because most of his stuff was like America, like pointing out the uh, problems in America. Yeah. But he actually got really famous in uh, in Europe <laughs> because of how much he made fun of America yeah. and Americans <laughs> and things like that. So it's pretty cool. But I, in that, I recognize that, you know, there is a great opportunity uh, at open mic night to go. just <laughs> go start talking about stuff. <laughs> So maybe we'll do that soon. Maybe we'll just do a podcast on an open mic night. There you go. And if we fail, if, if our podcast is just horrible, then it'll be great. Yeah. Then I think we'll know. We'll like get up and be like, so um, anybody ever tried to withdraw any gold? <laughs> Got a good skit about that one, but nobody. All I right. love the idea of like cu- referencing inside jokes yeah. for a <laughs> podcast that no one's heard about. Just on stage <laughs> we get up on stage any roving slant fans out there yeah all right oh yeah no we're really big in ohio right now so <laughs> yeah yeah thank you oh hey ohio viewers yeah or viewer whoever you are yeah somebody's really likes us in ohio and we yeah. thank you yeah specifically cleveland according to the thing i looked at so yeah. hello we're not gonna show for cleveland though no it's, no. A, it's a terrible place yeah yeah uh i yeah, I mean, let's. There's a lot of broken it. lamps in Cleveland. A lot of broken bedside lamps. <laughs> yes, that is where. Yeah, if you guys remember, um, episode uh, three? nine. <laughs> with, was it three? I don't know. Oh, was that like over in the other? It was I think long, so. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it might have been like four. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, God, we can't make it referential. I just had to. Yeah, that was a bit of me that was I, like. You Dude, really, remember? Yeah, remember remember Cleveland? Yeah, remember? what other topics do we got? Alright, so like we talked about like the mushrooms. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You went on your trip, time. bro. Yeah. I'm talking about you. myself the whole time. Exactly. Come so, on. So here we go. Alright, ready for this dude? Yeah, give it to me. Alright, so I took him. I was playing. Tell video me how games. much? One point five grams. Okay. Uh sitting there at my desk. Playing video games, okay? Um and then, like, eventually, I'm like, "Oh, the, I think the drugs are starting." I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and sit. I put on some vinyl, and then I put on um, fractals on the TV. Wow! So I, I had my vinyl going, and I was like, oh, for, "This is, this is it." I'm setting myself up for a good time. And so I, um, I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Man, I feel really social." So I call my cousin, start talking to him. And, like, we're talking about stuff, and I'm, I'm like, the music's on, the fractals on. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. And then uh, my wife gets home. Uh, she comes and sees me. And, like, just before that, I'm like, oh, hey, I just saw, like, a thing that normally wouldn't bend. bend. I think it's starting, guys. And then um, my wife sits down. And then uh, it, that's kind of the peak. That was pretty much it. Uh, from there, it just kind of went down. <laughs> I was very emotional for the rest of the night. So mm. I think that was that was something. Yeah, it was like uncovering that for you, maybe. I don't know. I was watching, uh, we watched, uh, what's the Ghibli movie that has like the good food that like. Spirited Away. Yeah. The, that's the one where parents turn to pig. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Spir- yeah so we watched Spirited Away. Um, that was nice. I mean, like, realistically, I think because they were older, they didn't work very well. See that or my stomach just is impenetrable. Yeah, I don't know. There's, like, that thing where, um, you know how, like, uh, when you give animals drugs, you have to give it according to their body weight or something? Do you yeah. think maybe you needed more because of, like, 
I think because they were older, I would have to get. I would have to. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, sure they. I'm sure they lose their efficacy as time goes on. I right? think, they and do. they were dried, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, um, I mean, you're supposed to. I don't know how fresh you're supposed to eat them or anything, but just eat them off the ground, bro. There you go. Yeah. Don't even touch them with your hands. Yeah, that just ruins them. Break them up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So you know, didn't really get. It was, I was just very emotional the whole time. That was pretty much the main thing that I felt. Um, I was very hypersensitive because, um, Rebecca had a bad day at work or really a bad week at work. Yeah. So she was having a rough time. And so like, she came home, like, just was like a broken person. So I was very sensitive to that. Yeah. And so I was constantly like, you want to like talk about things? What do you want to? And she yeah, was like, wanna... I just want to watch TV. You and... want to talk about things, man? Yeah. <laughs> dude, the fractals are on the TV and I think I can see that you want to have a conversation with me, dude. Wow, dude, you rhymed. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I mean like, yeah, didn't really, just didn't, didn't get much out of it. I oh. was kind of disappointed. Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess you're going to have to do it again. Yeah. Oh, the next day I went rock climbing though. Okay. I will say. It's weird because my, I I normally, like, I've been rock climbing twice now, okay? The first time I was fairly confident, and, like, before I took mushrooms, I was confident that I was going to be fine. But, like, whenever I got there, I'm like, oh, damn, dude, that's that's a lot of rocks. I don't know if I can do it. It, like, broke my self-confidence for a little bit, but then I started climbing and it was fine. Mm. I don't know if that was just normal or it was something. It's like the mushrooms brought your ego back or something. Your ego's like, you can't do it. You're not as good as all these (laughs) other people. I guess, yeah. You're useless. (laughs) You're not going to be able to climb these rocks. And then you're like, shut up, bitch. And then you start climbing the rocks. And your ego's like, oh, I guess you can climb some rocks. It's like, fuck you. I'm going to climb more rocks, you little bitch. Your arms hurt, baby. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I'm climbing these rocks. Yeah. Opposition <laughs> makes man. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. Things, it's not like I saw any visuals. Did your cousin say he had like a, a, a moving experience or anything? Or what did he say? He took his? them when, whenever they were fresher. Oh, okay. He said that, because he took like 0.5 milligrams, mm-hmm. he said that there wasn't much change. And then um, he took like one gram or whatever and said that it ta- it felt like a, um, a uh, 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 like a marijuana edible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a similar experience, but lasted a little bit longer. Dude, I'm going to take like five grams. Yeah. I want to see first God. Time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I'm not seeing God with my first trip, yeah. it's not worth it. I mean, like, I think that they also taste like, they smell bad, but like the taste of them was fine. Tastes like lemon, like lemon pledge, but like, um. Maybe you just dried them in lemon pledge. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you store them. No, Do you think if you cooked them, it would have worked better? I don't think so. I mean, People make tea out of it. That's like um, a common way of doing it. That's a good idea. I, I've read a lot about uh, different psychoactive substances, and they do boil them to like render something out of them yeah. to then drink it. I think if you were to like mortar and pestle... The, the mushrooms put that into a tea bag snort it no yeah yeah <laughs> it goes straight to the brain <laughs> yeah honestly do the tea bag and then you open the tea bag and eat it after you're done there you go yeah yeah well, we but, can min max this when are you get your next match no i have no idea <laughs> we'll do it Maybe for the 24 never. hour cast yeah there we go there we go <laughs> hour one <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> just rolling around on the These ground. These guys aren't really talking that much. Let's check the webcam. We're just like drooling over <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> We're naked on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't. We can't exist in society. Like we have to go to nature. Yeah. So we're just completely drawn to going to nature. <laughs> like, man, I gotta get out of here. Why am I even wearing clothes? This doesn't make any sense. Oh, dude, help me with my pants. <laughs> Am I really heterosexual, or am I just one with the world? <laughs> He's like humping a tree. Like, what is that guy doing? <laughs> the mushroom man yeah. from a few episodes yeah. ago comes out there. He's like, oh, hey. Yeah. Same, dude. And just like, yeah. takes off his pants. He's like, dude, you finally opened it. You see it. The door. The light. <laughs> dude, make sure you eat some lion's mane and cordyceps. That'll really help with your running speed. <laughs> Gives you the four four percent edge. I can see it. I'm running so fast now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just on the floor. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, nothing really happened. Nothing really. We happened. extended that for a while. No, <laughs> <laughs> we milked that one out. Yeah. <laughs> we milked those shrooms, dude. Yeah, but uh, I I still want to do it. You hey, you know. gotta you gotta have the one, right? I the, got I want to have one. It it is like a a. Uh, bucket list item for me right like i it's something where i'm like i want to do it i want to like see some things (laughs) yeah one of the funny things about the uh, bill hicks documentary is there they reference multiple times that he would like go to this ranch with his friends and take uh mushrooms and uh then they reference this like one specific trip that they had that uh like changed their perspective about things and Uh it was pretty interesting yeah that's what i yeah that's what you're looking for. You're trying to get out of your shell. Yep. Open your brain. Mm-hmm. Pry it open. Yeah. I just made the noise. I don't know if that yeah. was picked up, but let, let me. Yeah. That's, a bit, yeah, that's, that's me a, opening my brain. Opening the brain. Yeah. So anyways, what sound effects can you make? <sighs> <laughs> that's our new podcast. Yeah. We're just sitting like... <laughs> yeah, just us pretending we have a soundboard, yeah. like we did in that other. Uh, I'm gonna thing. come. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, God, Matt. <laughs> it's the reference episode. Yeah. We made it, dude. We gotta come up with something else. What else happened in your life? Tell me. What else happened? All right, my uh, my wife was sick yesterday. Oh, she uh, come down with something? Well, she had like her stomach was like really bad. Um, she give her the Chinese acupuncture. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no um the uh yeah no, i so she was like home all day so i took care of her we went apple pick oh let me tell you apple picking we went to uh, a local uh cider mill yeah we're doing that tomorrow yeah so we went i mean like yeah we went to one went to go pick some apples and they don't have apple trees you just have to pick them out of a bin which was weird but uh, we went and got donuts and cider, and, like, the donuts were warm and fresh, so it was, like, the best. You're experience. telling me they don't have apple trees? At the apple place that we went to, yes. They just picked all the apples? I think they picked all the apples so you don't have to pick the apples. What I think the they have... fuck is the point? I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyways, we picked them out of a bin. Um, <laughs> Useless. <laughs> um, at least we have the apples, I guess. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Um, but uh, it should be called apple pickup, <laughs> not apple picking. <laughs> Bullshit! <laughs> I want my experience, bro. I want to struggle, climb the trees. They're trying you to ever, rob that from me. You ever pick an apple? It's not. 
not. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, does, it is a struggle. How am I supposed to connect with nature and God <laughs> himself if I'm not actually physically... Re- they could have just grew those in a lab, for all I know. That's You know what? They probably did. Somebody could have had apple chickens instead you know, of from the trees. <laughs> you know you know how there's John Golds? It's yeah. got John's DNA. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know. What a waste. Yeah. Um, so we went and did that, apple picking, yeah. right? Apple pick-upping. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, apple pick-upping. Um, we went to, oh, so I wanted to talk about how I'm not social. That's that's what I wanted oh, to talk okay. about. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's talk about it. Two weekends ago, okay, went to, like, um, Rebecca had, uh, 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 like, one of her work friends was in a play, right? And so, like, we were like, oh, you know, Rebecca's like, I'll, I'll go, let's go see her. And so we went and saw her. Um, she did great. The play was, um, oh God. You can tell me if it's bad. She's not going to hear this podcast. No, no. She did a really good part, right? (laughs) I liked her part. She, you wouldn't guess that this lady could sing, but she could sing. Okay. Um, uh, but anyway, um, God, I'm trying to remember the play. It's the one where the plants take over the world. Little Shop of Horrors. That's it. it. So, all right. So. We're watching Little Shop of Horrors and like I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is, it's all right. I'm not a big fan of plays or musicals, you know, so I'm like, just yeah, I need around. subtitles. So yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, you know, we watch that and then afterwards, like a bunch of her work friends are there and they're like, let's go, go to a bar and get a few drinks. Okay. So we go to a bar, get a few drinks. Um, we, you know, have a few drinks and then we walk home. Or not walk. We walk back to the car, drive home, and, like, the next day, I just have to take, like, the whole day to recover. Not even from the alcohol. I'm not hung over or anything. I didn't have that much to drink. It's just, like, I don't know. Every time that I am around a group of people, I just... Dead. Few people, I'm fine. Like, hang out with you or, like, just my wife or wh- whatever. Mm. It's fine. I can I can do that all day. But as soon as I have, like, a crowd around me... oh. Oh, kill me. I, I just want to die, like, immediately afterwards. I'm so much of an introvert that, like, um, for instance, whenever we went apple picking, we went to breakfast afterwards, and it was a Saturday, so breakfast places are packed. We're sitting down, and, like, there's two tables close to us, and even after, like, just the apple picking and that, I was like, I need to lay down and, like, just give up on society and life for, like, a couple hours. You know, I've always pinned you not as, like, an introverted person at all, so... This is... Rebecca calls me an omnivert because I come off not introverted. But in order to regain my energy, in order to charge back up, I need to sit next to my computer or in a bed and just do nothing. (laughs) You know, what's funny is uh, I had read something in a book that I thought was pretty interesting, and they were talking about the... um, the tension that builds up when you deal with like different groups of people, uh, because when you have like multiple people, you're like trying to wear like a face or like a mask for each of them. And the problem is, is when you have to deal with like a whole group, then you're constantly switching in between like mask and faces. Whereas uh-huh. if it's just like one person, then you can control your environment a lot better. You yeah. can control like what they know about you and how they react and things like that. Well, like I don't, yeah. Like whenever I talk to you, I don't really like I, I'm, pretty open you know what i mean yeah. I, I i'll talk about any same with my wife like same with yeah. a lot of people but yeah whenever i'm hanging out with like her work friends and stuff i don't really know these people and i want to keep like a positive mm. thing because it's her friends right so oh, i'm like 
That actually makes a lot more sense rather than what I was saying. Maybe it's like what you were saying, this idea that you have to put up the facade for them. Like somewhat. It's, it's, yeah. it, whereas when you're with people, you know, it doesn't matter. You can let it down. You can just be yourself. Yeah. But when it comes to like other people, you're like worried about that impression because it's like your wife's friends and yeah. things like that. But even like, for example, whenever we went out to breakfast, like that made me exhausted mentally mm. because there's, you know, people around us. I, I'm really bad at this. And I know that maybe in society, it's not the best thing. I listen to people's conversations constantly mm. when i'm walking by i hear someone talking about something and i'm like ah no mm. noted yeah. like like if i was a video game character or that person was a video game character on their hud it'll be like sam will remember yeah that. like as i walk by <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, you like you'll put a face to it and it encodes in your memory yeah, yeah so like while we were sitting at breakfast there's these people from like new jersey next to us and i was hearing their conversation I'm like this is like a soap opera what they're talking about yeah. they're like talking about like mikey not like doing the tow truck business anymore and like it sucks that he wasn't i'm like what the hell is you're like going you on? butt in you're like dude i really think mikey needs to find himself somewhere else maybe the tow business isn't for him exactly you know? yeah maybe he just doesn't want to tow anymore it's pretty labor intensive i mean there could be who knows <laughs> call out your tarot deck how do you feel about <laughs> when you look at this card what do you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so um uh that's me being an introvert i i feel as though and it happens almost every weekend that, like, we go out or whatever mm. that I just afterwards just want to, like, shut down, return to uh, to Windows, whatever, <laughs> you know. Maybe you need to find uh, scenarios and things that you can do with your wife that are less overwhelming and have less people in we them. We do. Yeah. Like, movies? That's yeah. fine. I don't have to focus because it's just a movie, right? Yeah. Um, do you I, guys go on walks at all or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that's not really a... I don't know. For us, it's not really like a date thing. Or, oh. You know what I mean? I like going out to dinner and like sitting down at like a quiet-ish restaurant mm -hmm. where like I can't hear anyone else. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not because of loudness, but even if it's loud enough to where I can't make out anybody's conversation, it's fine. But another thing too that you uh, pointed out is that I, whenever I hang out with people long enough and when I'm around people, I copy them. Mm -hmm. I start copying them to, I don't know if it's like something subconsciously that like I copy people to try to figure out um, how they talk better or mm -hmm. how they act better. Like I will straight up copy people's laughs and stuff and I'll recognize it as I'm doing like, no, stop. Mm -hmm. That's actually, <laughs> don't do that. It might just be like a way to be a social creature to fit in with them. And yeah. Uh, I feel I, like it's a sociopath thing, but you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm painting it in a more, a better light. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was thinking when you were talking about that, I was remembering the, um, the concept of harmony. Uh, I read outwitting the devil by Napoleon Hill. And he talks a lot about how you harmonize with your environment. And the same thing is you harmonize with people you're with. Like mm -hmm. if you're, I think this is probably one of the most important things. If you're trying to achieve something in life and you're trying to do something and you, all the people you hang out with aren't, then you're going to harmonize with them because that's the more prevailing um, force yeah. in your environment. Uh, same thing, I mean, if you hang out with a bunch of losers, you too will harmonize and become a loser in the yeah. same way. So it's really important that your external life reflects your internal life and that your internal life reflects the external life that you want as well. Yeah. Um, 
It's sort of like if you plan on being organized and your room is disorganized, then you're mentally never going to be organized sort of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. it has an effect both ways. There's, like, two selves you're battling with. And I think that that is uh, definitely true with you. (coughs) Man, I've never sneezed on a podcast. Uh, Yeah. I definitely think that's true. Yeah, somebody's talking about me. Wait a second. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Your sneezes. Just, Just a quick aside. You don't have like a weird like uh like I go like <laughs> no. like you you don't you just have like a normal it seemed like a cough almost. Yeah. anyway sorry I try to <laughs> I try to stifle my sneezes yeah. I think my parents had really annoying sneezes oh so, so you're like yeah I'm like not, no <laughs> no but um yeah, it, it's amazing how much you learn from <laughs> your family yeah <laughs> but uh, no I definitely think it comes to one of those things where if you're in a group of people you harmonize with them because you're trying uh, there is just a uh, like a displacement in the world generally seeks balance, basically. Yeah. Um, in the same way that if you have too much pleasure, you will find the balance will be pain and vice versa. If you feel a lot of pain, then you'll eventually feel pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damn. So. But yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like you, I don't know, man. I'm a sociopath. Yeah. You're a sociopath. That's what it is. I don't know. <laughs> I Obviously, we're not like looking to solve every immediate problem that you bring on the podcast. Yeah. And I don't know if you even consider your, that aspect of yourself to be I, a problem. But. I dislike it, but I don't see a solution. Yeah. I guess. Right. Cause like, there's going to be situations no matter what in my life where I'm going to like, uh, go hang out with yeah Rebecca's work friends because you know, we're like a married couple and like, it's not like it's not fun or yeah. anything. I have a good time while I'm there. It's just afterwards. I feel like I have this, immense burnout and i get cranky and you know i don't blame you i mean the idea of not being able to be yourself and having to be somebody that you're not in that moment probably is just a cruise a ton of tension Mm. i mean to be jovial when you're not jovial it it probably uses even more energy than if you were just like happy but because you're like dealing with things and life is happening and you know Mm -hmm. you got a lot on your plate in different ways yeah it's probably overwhelming to have to double down and be like well i'm gonna be so amazing today like these people are gonna love me <laughs> and you go home and you're like oh god kill me gotta brush my teeth <laughs> dude it's just yeah i think right now i mean the way i cope with it is literally just isolating yeah, yeah isolation and vegetating yeah because i mean like i'll go for walks or whatever just just clear my mind. I'll put on like a podcast or something. Just walk around. You know. Maybe you should uh, just try being whatever your emotion is in the moment when you hang out with her work friends. I feel as though I, I, me at my core, I am not a the person that people expect. And I've had many times in my life where I was myself and people didn't necessarily like that and so didn't like me even though I wanted to be friends with them. And so I have that guard where I copy people and I um, try to make people like me by being likable, I guess. It's weird because in work, I do a similar thing, but I don't burn out. And I don't know what the secret is between work Sam and non-work Sam. If that makes any sense, too. Yeah, it's like the work persona is like a different context and environment. So. Honestly, that's something worth pursuing. That's pretty interesting. I I feel similarly indifferent. I don't find myself hanging out with large groups of people that often now. Yeah. But even when I do, I tell them, like, I mean, we've talked about my failures just straight up. And that makes it so much more liberating Mm -hmm. to be like, 
like I, <laughs> we were in this group of college friends or whatever, and we were talking, and honestly, all of it just felt so fake mm-hmm. for so long. And then, uh, and then Jade like motioned me, and I was like, "Yeah, let's talk about it." And I was like, "I want to tell you guys, like, I cheated on my girlfriend like two years ago. Like, let's bring it out. I mean, there's yeah. the elephant in the room. You guys don't know about it, but I want to talk about like <laughs> why I'm a failure in these aspects. Like, I was searching for answers, and I, f- I thought the answer was in some sort of you know other person, and it wasn't. Yeah, uh, and I learned from my mistakes, and uh, you know whatever. But that opened up." the medium to like, dude, I don't have to be like a fake person to these people. Like mm-hmm. if they're either going to like me or not. And the aspect of social validation is just like, um, it's like a false illusory ego yeah. thing. I, I think that like, for me, it's like the first few times that I meet someone, I put on that fake thing. Right. But yeah. as time goes on, if the person keeps coming back or whatever, for example, uh, someone that listened to the podcast at the very beginning that I hang out with every so often, uh, he's a work friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like, him and I, because we worked together for a while, like, every day, right, I would, I, I essentially get edgier and edgier every day <sighs> until we get to, like, the point where I'm like, will you break if I go this far? <laughs> and then once they don't, I'm like, me and you are friends. So yeah, now I can be yeah. open with that person completely. And it's like, yeah. you know, and, and I feel like I do that for pretty much every person that mm. that's in my life. And so I think it just takes time for me to like, I guess, vet them <laughs> or something. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you should uh, try going at it from the perspective of just being <clears throat> your authentic self and not waiting. I mean, you know, what is the, I, I mean, know. you don't need to be friends with any of these people and then no. you can figure it out immediately. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you don't, you have no headache of being somebody you're not. It's I just, think, yeah, I think this is like leftover from like college and high school and stuff where like, well, I guess in high school I had friends, but like not that many friends. I, mm. I, it was good enough. Right. I, I was happy with who I was and, mm. and stuff. And then after high school, wasn't happy with who I was and needed. And I was like, man, I have zero ability to make new friends other than friends of friends. So that's whenever I started like developing that, I guess, because that's whenever I started noticing that I would get burnt out after going to the um, recreation hall mm-hmm. at the uh, after playing Smash Bros in the uh, the cafeteria for like four hours. I would be like burnt out after that. Like, Jesus, why? You know, I just tap buttons on a controller for four hours. You know, that is also really interesting because when you think about a small town school everybody you grow up with and so just by the nature of being together in the just, same place yeah you, you don't just have know. to yeah you don't have to learn how to make new friends sort of thing yeah i think i somewhat escaped that because my parents would force me to meet all of their friends in their life and they constantly would talk to random people and stuff like that oh. so i i i felt like it was really easy to make friends in college and it was really easy to make friends with people that i didn't want to be friends with mm-hmm. like that weird guy who would roll tobacco and <laughs> smoke yeah. and he and it wasn't even that bad he, he was really interesting and I, maybe that's why i was friends with him but then it just got way too weird uh, i i mean like you just never formed like i i mean i was friends with the same guy without yeah. you like i didn't even know that you knew him yeah at some point and then we figured it out but like the weird thing was is like I was friends with the guy, but like it was just surface level, and so it's it's like yeah. we never became real friends. It just was, yeah, whatever. He was like trying to get me involved in everything he was involved in, but there was just such a ridge uh, of disconnect 
It was like he was living in a world that didn't exist uh-huh. because of the stuff that he consumed. And I, I, I should have recognized it then, but I suppose you learn as you grow older and look back in retrospect. But I went through the same thing where I was like extremely political from one very narrow perspective. Yeah. And uh, while it helps to know things about different perspectives, it's, it's not the reality of it. Yeah. I mean, it, the reality of the situation is that you are what you think. Mm. And so when the only thing you consume is like this one particular echo chamber, then that's all you are. That's yeah. all you can conceptually think about because your mental awareness isn't expanded enough to be able to comprehend both sides. Yeah. Like we're all binded in some way by like an emotional reaction to things. Mm. Um, and so you have to get over that aspect of trying to find the objective truth in everything rather than finding some sort of like social validation and being a part of a group and being less of a person because you're part of a group rather than being an individualist who has opinions and has nuance to those opinions about things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that's really interesting. Um, Politics is fun. What? (laughs) It's funny because let's say like, all right, in the last election, I didn't like any of the, the last two elections, I didn't like any of the people who were running. Mm-hmm. And so I just was like, let's go for third place. Vote, vote the Libertarian Party. <laughs> yeah, honestly. That way I'm not yeah. wasting my vote by not voting, mm-hmm. but also angering both sides. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've read a lot about politics, and I am not sure where I stand at this current moment. I'd say that um, I don't even really think I want to vote. I don't. Yeah, but then people get angry because you don't vote, but yeah. then when you do vote, they're like, you didn't vote for my side, you idiot. Yeah. I hate you. Yeah, it, and it, so you... it is like a lose-lose. Yeah. And then it also is, um, I was reading about our winner-takes-all system, and I watched a couple of videos on it, which was pretty interesting. People brought up some compelling points that I wasn't uh, aware of before, and one of them was that, uh, you know, when you have multiple candidates for different sides, it, the problem is, is it fractures the votes because, yeah. you know, you all have to rally together to vote for one person that's under this specific party. Otherwise, you're like losing a potential amount of voters for. And that's actually really interesting. I, I almost wish the system was like, OK, whatever group, whether it's like liberals, conservatives or the other ones, uh, Green Party and whatever, Liberalist yeah. Party. Uh, whatever one gets the most votes, then they do like a final elimination round just between those guys. And then you'd vote on that. Like, that seems like it. I don't know. I'm sure that's not the immediate solution and I don't think it'll change anytime soon. No, I don't think so. I think there's too much money and stuff tied up in there. People in power keep power. That's that's how it, and I don't, it's not that I think my vote is worthless, but I think that I can just do other things to affect the world in a different way. I think that my vote's worthless, but once again, yeah, (laughs) I don't even believe in the Libertarian Party. I I, I go at it and I'm like, that's cool. Here you go. Like, I like some of the stuff that's happening, but then other times I'm just like, why is, why? Why do these people care about this? I don't. Every, eh, I don't it, know. The whole pl- political thing. I mean, like, I just I, there's like certain just, points where I could rally behind it. You know, I could, I could get there, but then it just turns into like fear mongering, and mm-hmm. it's it's a nightmare. My issue is that I am too. Uh, I'm too open, I guess, because I I'll like th- hear something about some kind of uh, side of something, yeah. right? And I'm like, oh, wow, that makes a lot of sense. I, I I might vote that way. And then I'll hear something from another side and be like, oh, so that, okay, well, I see where that side's coming from and this side. 
damn, they're both a little bit right all the time. Yeah. What? And so then, yeah, it makes it hard to actually. It, yeah, it's really interesting. We're dealing with uh, the, uh, not to turn this into a political podcast, but uh, it is kind of interesting. The uh, We're dealing with that um, Supreme Court overturning the abortion thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in our state, they're voting on whether or not they want abortions, basically. Yeah. And so there's a lot for either side. There's a lot of interesting um either you believe in you know the freedom of choice and that sort of thing or there's the other side that you know and there's nuance to both sides i mean right like yeah you should have control over your body Mm -hmm. uh, but then there's also like the scientific argument of like okay well your baby isn't like you know your dna but you do i mean it's half of your dna but and then there's also like an aspect of like okay well you know, there's the responsibility of, like, you were the person that, like, had sex to have the child. And then there's also the other side of it. Well, like, we need abortions because, you know, you don't... If there's unwanted children in the world, then they're basically just going to become criminals. Because if their parents don't want to raise them, their parents don't like them, they don't love them, yeah. and they're forced to have them, then that's just going to create more people in the world that don't... That, you know... Yeah. Don't... It's just going to contribute to crime problems, uh, mental whatever problems. Mm-hmm. I mean... We've seen the effects of not having two parents in a relationship for what Years. it affects the children's yeah. yeah growth. So I don't know. There's like, and then and then I also like Jordan Peterson's argument to bring JP into this. Uh, JP, this, yeah, yeah, JP, our, our, good, our yeah, close friend, Daddy JP. No. Um, <laughs> he points out the interesting like idea of like, well, it's not really a problem of abortions. More so, it's the problem of like, well, why are people having abortions? And I agree. Like, why are people not focusing on family? Like, why? Is there that? And then there's also an aspect in me that's like, should sex just be treated like this commodity? Mm-hmm. Like it, it was something that was rape babies. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's that too. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you can keep yeah. going back and forth forever because I, I do the same thing, right? You can, yeah. and then like, yeah, I don't even listen to Jordan Peterson, but I'm sure if I heard that argument, like, oh, okay, that's interesting to think about. Wow, I didn't think about that yeah, side. Maybe we need to of solve that aspect of the it. Ca- <laughs> like the cause. This is just a symptom of the problem, basically. Yeah. And then, and then you drive by and you see these signs and they don't give you any information about any of the nuance. Yeah. Like one of the signs that I saw the other day was like, proposal three, extreme, confusing. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. too extreme, confusing. And like that, what's confusing about it? And then I, I know that through this sign, they don't have a lot of space. Mm-hmm. I know they can't say a lot in that sign. Yeah. But all they're trying to do is get me to associate those two words with that proposal yeah. when I see it. And they're trying to make me subconsciously like be skeptical, but they're not actually giving me like the resources Substance to be or, yeah. yeah, to be skeptical about it. It's just and then it's the same thing for both sides. It's like fear mongering on oh, like, yeah. oh, women should like women could die. And there it is true. There's cases yeah. of that, but I don't know, man. It's it's wacky. There's so many opinions, and it's difficult. Yeah. And then the last thing, the, the keystone, my favorite part of politics yeah. is, although we're we're talking about the abortions and yeah. stuff, there's other stuff in that Proposition 3 that probably doesn't have to do with abortions that they're like, yeah, but you also throw in this stuff yeah. and that stuff and this one. And so it's not that you're just voting on abortion. You're also voting on these eight other things, and maybe you don't agree with four out of yeah. eight. And so now you're like, well, 
I would like these, but yeah. just cut the bill in half. Let me vote on this part. Yeah, or, but you only have yeah. You, the only option you have is reduced to yes or no. Yeah, and it's like okay, well, you have the abortion and the freedom of choice, but then it's also and then you give the government the power to do this. Yeah. After that, and it's like, do we need this? Yeah, I, I mean, what <laughs> is it? Is proposal three what we really want? Like yeah. maybe we need to just have this, like you said, this slight. But they sandwich everything in. Yes, and then it's to our detriment. Well, was it? I think it was like not too long ago there was like a a bill that was like okay uh so everybody wants uh, less taxes for example and then it was like so we're gonna do less taxes but then at the bottom it's like we're gonna increase the paychecks of all public officials by x amount and it's like hmm yeah (laughs) do i don't really want to give them more money and i don't think they deserve it yeah so like have you been to the Dude, like DMV lately? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about the election? That I mean, we can all agree that regardless of who you thought won or not, it seemed like it was handled pretty poorly yeah. when they did those audits. <laughs> it's just like you know, there's so many things like that where it's just like I under people pick a side because it's easy yeah. and because it, it it allows you to belong. Yeah, I do think that there's a sense of belonging and they're comfortable. Yes, and it's a lot more difficult to have. And, you know, I guess it's difficult. I feel like you should have an opinion, but also, like, there, it's, you know, it's something that comes after a long period of thought. Yeah. And um, analyzing, really. Yeah. It, the the wacky thing, too, that, like, just to, I don't know if this is, like, the end, of it, but the, 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 like, people, you can talk to them about politics stuff without, like, saying politic things. And yeah. certain people, even though they're on one side, will agree with things on the other side. It's like, why do we even have sides? I, I guess if if you remove like you're on this party or this tribe or this whatever, right? I think that people would be more open to voting about how they feel and stuff like that. But then tribes would just reemerge, right? Mm-hmm. There are people that would be like, no, you got to vote with for this thing. Even if you say like there's no Republican mm-hmm. or Democrat party. Now there's like the blue party and the green party. It's just yeah. – you and, can't. and you're dealing with, like, emotions, too. There's mm-hmm. an emotional reaction. People have been programmed a certain way to believe a certain thing, mm-hmm. and they don't even know why. Like, yeah. there's just a – there's an aspect of they think they need this. And it's the funniest thing, the, the, the biggest irony in is that everybody's trying to work together for the same thing, realistically. Yeah. It's just the matter in which they go about it is – different yeah i mean i get it you can talk about like conservatism is like about trying to conserve traditions but in the end they're like trying to make it better for people and the same thing for liberals they just the way they go about it is through changing things um rather than preserving what they were yeah in order to for a better tomorrow Mm -hmm. and so essentially everybody's fighting for a better tomorrow yeah yeah, but everybody's against each other. Yeah, they just it, have a different way of going about it. It's like, you know, you have you have the people that can actually change things, like people in Congress and president and all that stuff. And, and you know, rather than, like, fighting against them or trying to work with them or, you know, something with, with, with the higher powers, people fight with each other online and yeah. in, sometimes even in person or over text or over whatever, mm-hmm. over this political nonsense, even though... Everybody in reality just wants to be, have a happy life. Yeah, you know, so they just want to have control over themselves, unless they're bug men and want to be controlled. Yeah, and then you know, but maybe maybe there is a lot of people in today's society that can't really survive on their own. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe there's just 
maybe people would rather be part of a group and it's easier just to follow something than i mean well if you think about it this way if following a group meant that you had a a nice home a uh a food to eat at the end of the day and recreational activities to do where you could be satisfied and live a happy life why not follow that group right i mean like you're okay you're you're doing fine right as a human you're gonna be able to make offspring dude you and succeed you reminded me of something actually amazing (laughs) so after watching that uh so we're talking about the concept of like following a group and putting food on the table and things like that and your whole identity becomes whatever the group is yeah yeah, preach the group right I read, I was looking up articles because trying to find things from like Bill Hicks, a comedian. Yeah. And I was trying to see, because I, yeah. I felt like this intimate connection after watching that documentary, even though I've known about him for a long time, because some of the stuff that I'm reading, um, follows in the stuff that he's saying and it's starting to click with me in a really significant way. And so I was trying to find more of his like writing and words and things like that. And I came across this, I'm going to call it like a modern article. And it was, I think it was like Washington Post or something like that. And it was this guy that has uh, nothing really to do with comedy. I don't think he's a comedian at all. Mm-hmm. And he was writing about, he was asking the younger comics, the up and coming comics, what they felt about like Bill Hicks when he did his stuff. Because Bill Hicks is like rated, as even though he's not that popular in America, as like one of the top like 100. I think he's in like the top 20 or something of yeah. comedians of all time for mm-hmm this stuff that he kind of like pushed the format in different ways yeah. um he's an a tier yeah he's in he's he's s tier bro oh okay. yeah he's yeah, he's high gotcha. up there yeah he's one of gotcha. those people that he really said it like it was and talked about topics that other comedians are so afraid of even covering uh yeah. for fear of everything and um and so you have this guy this like Man who rode a flaming chariot into the war of comedy to change it into something better. And then there's this Washington Post, like, weak soy boy writing an article from the perspective of, like, the younger generation. And they're like, their reaction to his comedy is like, well, after watching it, it's kind of just like, you know, it's a a product of its time. That's what it is. It's... (laughs) You know, even though all the stuff he said is like incredibly relevant and he gets into these like deep concepts of humanity and nature and how we perceive things and we're swept up in politics, all this stuff. And they're like, yeah, and you, you know, he's just like he's pretty problematic. He's like he's misogynistic. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this bit where he has like Jimi Hendrix like plow a girl. I I don't know if I like the little girl like that. That bit's a little too crude for me and things like that. (laughs) And then they were uh, the way the article writer, the author of the article writes about this woman who's responding. They're like, she's the most amazing, upstanding, up and coming, hottest new comic. Like, I was like, oh, my God, like, let's see. Let's see how hot she let's see. She has a very strong opinion about Bill Hicks, somebody who pushed the format. Let's see what her comedy is like. Like, I got to sit down and watch it. And, dude, I'll show you it after this fucking podcast. It is so bad. It is it is everything we're talking about. The, like, you follow a group, you put food on the table. She's, like, she plays into this, the, her whole identity and everything about her. She has no personality 
this aspect of herself is just that she's a lesbian that looks like a man. She's essentially a dyke. That's what it is. Okay. Her whole personality, <laughs> her whole life revolves around this ideology of she is an oppressed lesbian that uh-huh. looks like a man. And she, and all her bits revolve around this concept. Like they revolve around lesbianism. They were, and she, it, it's so funny because it, it's so devoid of like, the humanity that somebody like Bill Hicks could reach, like a guy who suffered from like alcohol and like drug addiction and like nicotine and all this stuff. And who like went through all that overcame it to like, finally like lessen the ego to a point where he could actually communicate with people about things that he was passionate about and to use comedy as like a form of talking about those things to bring it to the public as like a more objective news source, basically. Um, it, you have this guy, this person that like thundered across the scene and died at 32 <laughs> from fucking pancreatic cancer. And then in the other side of the ring is this like fat, gumpy, like <laughs> unattractive woman who is playing into the stereotypical like identity that isn't even a person. It's so <laughs> devoid of humanity. It's, it's like a shell, a husk of like any possible, like there's no <laughs> opinions. It's just, Everybody has agreed that this is how it should be, and you are this. And and in it, she's like, and some of the jokes are like, oh uh, yeah, I went to the bar, and uh, I'm a really big fan of soccer. Um, but like guys, you know, they don't think women can know as much about soccer as they do, but because I'm a woman. Uh, and and it's just like, oh my fucking god. And then she's like, she's like, two things happen. Like if a guy thinks I'm a guy, they'll walk by me this way. They'll be like, oops, sorry, bro, and they'll give me distance. But then. And, you know, if a guy thinks I'm a girl, then they'll walk by and they'll squeeze my butt. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> this is so insufferable. Like, a lot of people say that lesbians, you know, we move too quick. You know, they joke that the first date is us moving in. But, you know, my girlfriend and I didn't move in that quick. And, and it's just like stuff about like eating pussy. Like, I'm one of the guys, bro. I just love pussy. I don't know. It's like, it's like holy shit, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> And all the videos have, like, only a couple thousand views, but she's been on, like, famous shows for people to, to, to like, listen to her comedy. I'm just like, this is so fucking insufferable. I hate this. I hate listening to this woman talk about any of this because it's so dead and... Void of yeah, it's anything. it's fucking horrible. It's <laughs> disgusting, and it's not even because she made fun of Bill Hicks or she didn't like his stuff. Like I don't care about that. I, I'm not like a proselytizer for Bill Hicks. It's just you're literally nothing. Like every <laughs> aspect of yourself is nothing. All you do is you're a reflection of everything around you. You don't have any opinions. You don't have any perspective. You haven't. E- I'm not even sure you've read a book in your life. I think you just started getting up on stage and you like the attention and you just started reflecting everything you saw in the world and that's all you are. Mm-hmm. You're just everyone else you've ever met. And that's what it is. There's nothing genuine or essential or divine. You're not reaching into yourself and finding the like self-expression of reality. Yeah. You're just nothing. You're fucking nothing. You're so useless. <laughs> I hate these fucking people. They're Damn. like they're like zombie you, people. You they do. walk among me. It's so insufferable. I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> it makes me so angry that these people are so fucking pretentious about this shit because they're horrible. It's like, dude, stand up, 
look in the mirror and realize you're fucking worthless. <laughs> like, that's what you need to do. You need to fucking take that ego and just fucking punch it, break it, destroy it. Recognize that in life, you know absolutely fucking nothing. And if you can do that, then you can open yourself up to the potential that you may be able to be something at some yeah. point in your life. Like, for the love of God, listen to these people I don't care if it's problematic <laughs> or misogynistic. In every person, there's something that you can learn. You just have to believe that. And if yeah. you believe it, then you can wake up and you can start to see things. Yeah. You'll start to realize, like, man, maybe I am just a husk of a person. <laughs> maybe I'm just a megaphone for every other thing that I feel like I should be. Yeah. Maybe I'm just emotionally reacting to every situation and I've been a slave to circumstance my whole fucking life. And that's how my perspective has been shaped. <laughs> nightmare it's like literally a nightmare and maybe i hate this because i was as egotistical as this yeah maybe i suffered from the same thing and that's the problem actually that is the problem i've been egotistical my whole life you you were there i believed i had every fucking answer and you know what now i realize i do not (laughs) and and the best part is is that with every book i read the less i know That's the fun. There's so much enjoyment in life now. Because every book I read, no matter what fucking perspective it is, I it, it's just, I know less. Yeah. I know so much less. I, and you would think you get smarter. But no, I just, I'm... You see it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see, like, whenever you said, like, like, you look at people and you see that they see things in a different way, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I... I yeah, that was my, that was like how I, I started thinking more was like, I just thought about how other people are thinking about things the same way that, like, they could think the same way that I think, but they're not, mm-hmm. right? It'd be easy for me to say that they're thinking about the same way that I think about things. So, you know, but now, I don't know, it's just realizing that is, yeah, that is probably the first big step that you need. Yeah. <laughs> and and there is so much power in your ability to choose who you are. Mm. And uh, I do think that in a way I've been trapped with that my whole life, thinking that I have to be whatever the voice is in my head. Because at the end of the day, we can't change what our circumstances are. But Mm. we can – if life is 10% what happens to you, uh, 90% how you react. That's what it is. I mean, sure, there are things that happen to you, but you can choose how you feel about those situations. You can choose how you react to them. You can choose – and I'm recognizing that every obstacle in life is within yourself. In this idea of the only obstacles in life are out of ignorance. If you learn, um, I mean, you can solve every problem. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just that you're ignorant and that's why. Yeah. The problem is is within yourself. If you learn enough about things and you dispel the darkness that eludes you for this particular problem, you can solve anything. And so your goal in life should be to overcome those obstacles through understanding and expanding your awareness. Yeah. At least that's what I'm rolling with this week. I'll tell you how I feel (laughs) next week. Uh, Maybe I'll read a different book, have a different perspective. I don't know. I'm a little bit of everyone I've ever met. There you go. I'm a lesbian. Uh, I love women. I'm a big fan. (laughs) You know, a lot of people say lesbians move too fast. I don't think I moved too fast. I put a ring on my girlfriend the moment I met her. It wasn't on accident either. Got on one knee. (laughs) The ring was to dilate her vagina. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a big fan. I love women. (laughs) I'm a little bit of every woman I've ever met. And Twitter. Big fan of Twitter. Big fan. Only has 3% of the people on it, but it feels like everyone... 
feels like the echo chamber I belong to. Yeah, you know what? I, the best thing about Twitter is I love the way that the algorithm knows me. It knows I'm on a rage. It knows I engage when I rage. It knows I engage when I rage, when I feel the emotions that I feel, when I read the things that I dislike to see, but I engage with them because that's what they are. Mon- that's what they make money on. Exactly. They make money on data mining me. <laughs> Learning more about the human race. I can't wait to upload myself into the metaverse. I love the fact that I can upload every aspect of my life to something that no one cares about yeah. at all. Literally 3% of people. Mm-hmm. Probably less. Excellent. Worthless. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, that's cool. Insufferable comedians. <laughs> If you want to, do you want to uh, go into the new segment we got? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, video game talk. This oh, is the new video segment. game talk. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about a story. Gooming. Yeah. Me, yeah, gooming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just every day. Anyway, RimWorld. Okay, this is, I know. I know we talked about this in the car, but I actually want to talk about a story of a character in my RimWorld. Yeah, tell it. Okay, so they added they added children to RimWorld. Okay. So you can, like, have them do stuff, right? So I, I as soon as I uh, put in the DLC... I already have a colony that was like started, and so I get a um, a message from a child named Finn, and the child was like, "I'm being hunted by things, and I need to come to your colony, and I will join." And I was like, "Okay, cool. Let's see how this goes." So this child comes onto the map, takes off all of his clothes in the middle of winter, runs up to my base, and following him was like thirty seven lynxes. And so I immediately am like, "Jesus Christ! I don't know how this happens to a, a child." So. You know, defend my base, all that stuff. As it ends up, I check through, like, what the uh, child pawns can do. This pawn is old enough to shoot a gun. So I give him the uh, grenade launcher. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and I kind of have him stand in in the way. Uh, like, you know, he's in front of people. I thought that that would be okay. Okay. So these lynxes are coming. He has a grenade launcher. Everybody's, like, shooting at the lynxes and stuff. And eventually the child is, like, in front of one of my, my pawns. And, like, the one guy has, like, a, a masterwork bow. It's, like, the best you can, you know, one of the best weapons you get. So he's shooting the bow. He shoots the bow. It hits the child and breaks his leg, like, snaps it clean off. And so I have to rescue this child I just got and brought him back. Okay. So, um... I replace it with a peg leg, right? Oh, so he's no. he's like a child with a peg leg. He's not my religion either. So I'm in my mind, in my uh, head lore, I'm like, the reason why this happened to you is because you haven't joined my religion. So I try to convert him for a while. Um, we get attacked by uh, uh, insects. Insects just spawn like in the middle of your base if you're under a mountain. So. Yeah, it's based on darkness, I believe. Uh, it's not darkness anymore. It's if you're underneath a mountain overhead. Okay. So like if you tunnel they'll dig into the tunnel okay um so uh unless it's too cold then they won't but uh so i have like the kid i'm like all right he's got to defend again this time i give him the bow and like all my other colonists have better guns now so he has like the masterwork bow he's, he's slinging some arrows in this bug room um uh once again gets shot in the leg the same peg leg so he breaks his peg leg and so i replace it again um then I was like, oh, cool. I researched enough to throw him into a vat so he can age up to become an adult. Um, so that was kind of cool. I just threw him in there, and now he has a better leg. He has a, a cybernetic leg, and he's, like, my best, like, crafter. So, you know, just just wanted to go out. over. Yeah. Honestly, that's pretty interesting. That's why that game's so good, because there's stories like that constantly happening. Mm-hmm. You know, like... You're, like, building a thread of, like, all these people... 
that you're experiencing as they live through their entire lives. Yeah. 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 And I'm just like building this colony. I'm like, yeah, eventually we'll build a spaceship and go to whatever. <laughs> we'll get off this hellhole. Yeah. But it's just, you know, for now we got garbage to deal with. So, but, uh, yeah, you know, just wanted to go over that really quick, I guess. Uh, you, you see any video games? It's a good question. I was playing that stalker thing for a while. Then I deleted it because the new AI art thing came out and it was like 50 gigs. Haven't tried it really? yet. Really? Yeah. Jesus, why is it so big? Uh, it's just the, what they trained it on. I haven't oh. decided to use it though. I don't know, even know if I will use it because I like the bad one. Yeah. I like when it's terrible. Like I want the surrealistic AI <laughs> art. I mean, that's... So. Yeah. Uh, as for video games, no, not really. I mean, I've been playing my game, working on my game, The mm-hmm. Struggle. I don't um, know if you ever even mentioned that on the podcast like what your game is i think i briefly mentioned it but i'll leave it in the dark for longer there you go <laughs> <laughs> uh but anyways I, I will be doing an update for that that's my that's my new that's my immediate goal is that uh november 13th is what i'm aiming for wow yeah we'll see it's not right before we leave for uh our florida trip oh yeah what are you what are you gonna do i'm gonna go to a warmer state for a little bit of time to hang out with my grandparents that's cool yeah it'll be fun yeah that's a it's a good time i mean florida's okay i i'm not a huge fan of the place but you know yeah i don't know how much of a fan i am of the place either but uh you know it's warm they got beaches um beach is nice yeah it'll be an opportunity to weaken my joints yeah, there you can face no opposition. Be like a spa all the time. Well, you could fight, fight. You, you could find some gators and fight them. Honestly, you're right. Yeah, maybe I should just do that when I'm down there. Yeah, and pythons and stuff. Yeah, yeah just uh... I'll have the cast with a gator. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll call you. <laughs> be like Sam. We have a special guest on this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, my parents went to Hawaii. For my... Oh, yeah. How was that? Yeah, my cousin had a wedding. Okay. And uh, I just wanted to briefly go over how uh, my uncle was uh, the videographer and was live streaming it on Facebook. Oh. And uh, it was upside down. So uh, I will demonstrate. So if my phone is sideways, the video is upside down. So I had to flip it. But when you flip it, your phone auto rotates. So you have to turn off auto rotate to flip it. Then um, later on, you know, people were messaging him and he's like, oh, okay. And so he flips it. So... Now it's upside down, but portrait. Ugh. And so he he recorded it, and then he just stopped recording at a certain point. So I didn't actually get to see the wedding. Um, my parents went there. They had a good time. It's Hawaii, yeah. right? So, you know, you always have a good time. They got tan. They said it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, they brought me back some snacks that I need to bring next time. So Speaking of which, we haven't uh, eaten that Mr. Beast chocolate bar really yeah i still have it it's been a while <laughs> i i gave those away i'm ready if you want to eat it yeah let me go get it you keep them occupied yeah so well, anyway we haven't been eating in a while i know i know you guys probably miss the chewing noises i get it um so you know like uh last time that i was here alone right i just talk about like the surroundings because i i don't know i i guess in like the last second you know i i feel as though I don't know. Like I, like, I guess I feel like I don't have anything to talk about, but clearly I do because I mean, I we do this podcast. Oh, you're right. Really I did. No. <laughs> uh, 
It's okay. Uh, actually, you know what's really funny, the concept I was thinking about, is that, like, if people join this podcast to just for our eating reviews, and then we stopped them at that one point, and yeah. they just left the podcast because <laughs> we're not eating anymore. Damn it, they didn't even... Oh. So, you can hear the kind of quality yeah, that's, that's of a this packaging. Bar. Yeah. I mean, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, open it. Oh, my God. Why are we recording this? I got a golden ticket. Oh, my God. You're going to the Mr. Beast factory. It smells like chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you, you want, want to smell it? No, I want you to smell it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, I mean, I've had I've had my fair share of Mr. Beast bars. Oh, have you? Yeah, I've had a few, actually. I love that. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, it's kind of got a wavy <laughs> uh, PewDiePie pattern on there yep, yep. from his chair, and the bottom part of it says devour, and then there's a small segment of it. That's been, uh, uh, that's the sharing segment. Yeah. Very tiny amount. So, so do you want, yeah, here, hand me the, yeah, there we go. That'll work. All right. So let's try it. This is, this only has what, four ingredients, I think. Yeah. It's like sugar, cocoa, um, is there even milk? Yeah. There's chocolate liqueur, cane sugar, original cocoa butter, and sunflower. I don't know how to say that. Like, like, like a let 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 you yeah. All right, let's that see. That's good. Very that's sweet. A, that's a chocolate bar right there. And it's like this is the milk chocolate one, right? Hmm. Yeah. So like, I'm sure the dark chocolate one, they probably don't even have milk in it. It's very sweet. It's almost fruity. Yeah. It might be the chocolate liqueur. It's probably, I mean, like, it is a plant, so, like, so it, it tastes flowery. Hmm. Not flower as in baking, but as in, yeah. you know, roses. But, yeah, it tastes, it has, like, a flowery cocoa taste. It's pretty good. I like, we, I had the quinoa one before. Hmm. It has quinoa. So, it's like a crunch bar, except rather than garbage, you have quinoa has the crunchy bits that's pretty good so yeah honestly not bad not bad mr beast yeah it even advertises only foreign ingredients on the cover yeah that's why i was interested oh damn it i you just reminded me we have fudge at my house that's it's good but it's like the cancer of my it's the bane of my existence because it sits on the counter because you can't can't put it on the fridge, and you don't want to forget about it in the pantry, and it only lasts like two weeks. So you got to eat the fudge at some point; otherwise, it just goes to waste. Um, and like it's so, it's very heavy, you know, thick, delicious, chocolatey goodness. But like every time I eat, I'm like, I'm gonna die soon. <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, if you really wanna start storing your Mr. Beast bars for Doomsday, this one lasts a year. So for all our doom preppers uh, out there, this is a... a I, I think a Hershey's bar would be better, right? Because it probably has more preservatives. <laughs> so it's not going to be better for you, but it'll be better for long-term, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Storage solution. By the way, foreign people hate Hershey's bars. Yeah, I, it's it's because British chocolate's so much better. We have a German friend, yeah. and he, when he goes to Germany, he brings chocolate back, mm-hmm. and it's, it's so good. It is. It it's, tastes so much better. Yeah, even in Iceland, the chocolate... Taste better. I mean, 
Like you go to Cadbury. It's because they don't use high fructose corn syrup, but yeah. I think. You know. There is another aspect of it, too. Jade was talking about it. It's something like, uh, like they say our chocolate tastes like puke. Yeah. Which uh, I forget what ingredient they add into it, but mm-hmm. yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably tastes like puke. But because we, we eat it at a young age, you're like, mmm, sugar. <laughs> and like your brain goes like, connect that with good, you know? Yeah, honestly, uh, life is incredibly deceptive. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh sugar great it's so good for you please eat more sunflower oil eat as much as you can <laughs> you're not killing yourself you won't die from this <laughs> that was kind of funny when i was talking to um one of my family members their husband is a doctor mm-hmm. and they had mentioned something that i thought was really uh both sad and entertaining but they were talking about this uh when they had worked at the doctor, when he had worked at one of the other hospitals, um, he was getting sick of having to tell the patients like what they should do to change their life, to like be better, to not have these problems and then see them like every three months, basically. Yeah. Like in the same problem, same stroke, same cardiac problem over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. I was like, you know, I never thought about that perspective of doctors either. Like, uh, I mean, there is that concept we've talked about where they only focus on the symptom and try to reverse the the symptom to give you relief rather than focus on the cause. Well, yeah. But even if they do focus on the cause, it's not going to say that... It doesn't mean they can solve it. Yeah, the patient might not do it. They probably know the the solution. Right. If you're like, hey, you're obese, lose weight. I don't know, man. I, I just, I okay, I'll try. And like they leave, and then they don't. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like, oh man, I've been seeing a lot of this fat positivity stuff recently, and I, I think I'm a big, beautiful man. I don't think that matters anymore. I think being fat is incredibly healthy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the doctor's just like, oh my, your heart God. is two times the normal yeah, size. Here, here, <laughs> let me let me show you. Uh, your veins are straining under so much weight that we honestly, you could die tomorrow. I'm not even sure. I just by looking at you. I feel like I'm going to die yeah. by osmosis <laughs> being in the same room. Osmosis Jones. Yeah. You are the guy in Osmosis Jones. Yeah. <laughs> the... <laughs> Let me talk about what vegetable oil does to your cardiovascular system right now. And the guy's just like, dude, I can't wait to get McDonald's later. <laughs> so I shouldn't eat uh, a, a chicken shack yeah. uh, butter special? You're telling me, and you, you're, you have the audacity to tell me that I can't sit? For 16 hours a day <laughs> and eat meals that I order on Grubhub? <laughs> Are you fucking stupid? Speaking of Grubhub, our first sponsor yeah. on the show. <laughs> we finally got here. Do Amen. you want to order food out and not get the contentment or reap any of the benefit of actually making food yourself? Probably healthier food for yourself at home? Well, you can spend overpriced <laughs> just to, for the extra money of paying somebody to literally come kill you by delivering the food that kills you. <laughs> and you can split it up into 20 easy pay. Actually, <laughs> we have a contract <laughs> system now. It only accrues... Two percent interest after ten months. <laughs> Let me tell you, you can pay off this meal yeah. for nine months yeah. at forty cents. Yeah, well, we're getting a ton of subsidies oh. from people that make bug protein as well for the low cost of adding a bug protein bar <laughs> and just egg. Just <laughs> introducing just egg. Yeah. Imagine if that's our first sponsor. 
just egg and we have to eat it on camera. Would you I, do that? I, I I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's our first sponsor. Is it worth the money? No. Do you know uh, All right. I hate shilling products that are bad for people. I also, yeah. Raid Shadow Legends. That's why we do uh, streams of gambling. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not bad for anyone. They they make the choice. Honestly, if, if you're in a stream gambling, at least it's you losing. Yeah. I mean, you're showing the reality of, like, I suck. <laughs> no, this is all random. They usually rig it so you win. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But... Well, so, do you know what would be a really good first sponsor, though? Marlboro cigarettes. Yeah, we smoke a cigarette on cast. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, that's smooth. Or <laughs> <laughs> coughing. <laughs> smooth. Yeah, yeah, more. Yeah, smooth as a marble. I feel like the Marlboro man. I smoke cowboy killers. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I think I need a pair of boots after this one. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! <laughs> god, but um, too bad they can't advertise anymore i really feel bad for tobacco companies honestly i do too uh i feel like there probably is a more nuanced opinion about tobacco use that isn't as bad for you i think that what's bad for you is that they put rat poison in in it it. Yeah. yeah i think that like you know the people that roll their own cigarettes i mean if you're going to smoke that seems like a good way of doing it i've also read opinions uh from people online so take it with a grain of salt that say that uh like chewing organic tobacco is better than like burning it because when you burn it it releases something i don't remember what it is anytime Uh, you burn anything you get garbage yeah carcinogen assuming that it has yeah i mean bringing things to a high temperature does have a chemical reaction to them so yeah I believe, yeah, maybe it is something about carcinogens, but... I mean, it, it's either you, you ruin your, your teeth, right, or you ruin you, your lungs yeah. if you're going to do that. Or you put on nicotine patches, get away with it, scot-free, Yeah, because it's the future. I do have those uh, tobacco plant seeds that I got to plant. I know. I'm just going to... And I'm going to get green tobacco poisoning, because if you touch them, you get the nicotine in your in your body. <laughs> So I gotta either you're gonna be addicted. You're gonna be rolling around in them. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna start the podcast. Let me just rub the plant. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. Yeah. No, honestly, dude, I feel like. I wonder what the process. I think we went over this. Hmm. I was like to make like a cigar wrap, right? They use a tobacco leaf. I wonder what the. It's pretty easy. When I was looking it up, they you just uh, let the tobacco plant like go to a certain point, and then. and then it gets like yellow or like slightly brownish, and then you cut off leaves and you dry them, hang dry or some other method, press them, something, and then uh, then yeah, you just roll it up. There you go. You got to chop it into pieces, yeah. And then you put DMT in it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> if DMT can even be smoked, I don't know. That's how you do DMT. I'm not sure. I've never looked oh, okay. into DMT. I think that's how they do DMT. In I my, think, yeah. I think the biggest meme of dmt is i think you can put it into like a vape Mm. for like easy access use (laughs) and i don't think that anyone needs easy access use to dmt honestly i learned so much about drugs from that one weird guy i met uh that was like an iraq war veteran yeah um because he's like i've done everything (laughs) he's like i can tell you about any drug i was like all right (laughs) So I'll just ask him about it. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, so anyway, um, anyways, that w- you want to do DMT? I don't know. I haven't read enough about it yet. I'll look it up. I brought mind. a vape pen. Oh yeah, you yeah. have the vape pen. <laughs> yeah, bro, yeah, you want to hit this? That's the one with the little elves, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I want to meet God's little elves. The, the machine elves. Yeah, that's what it is. Santa's little helpers. That's where they came. <laughs> Santa's Santa's actually God. The Simpsons. Santa's little helper is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to make the connections. Uh, Tesla. Uh, <laughs> spotted lantern fly. Cataclysmic events. The volcanoes are erupting. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, I read an article. Just the last thing. Uh, I read an article that was like, uh, the world is ending. 40 volcanoes are currently erupting around the Ring of Fire mm-hmm. at this moment. More than any volcanoes in history. Like... I don't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't see that. Uh, and they oh, said that there was, uh, volcano like earthquakes and stuff here. Yeah, in this place. I was like, "What are you talking about, dude? Where? You really are. I'd what, love to see one. You really are what you think. Yeah. <laughs> if you believe this is happening, it's happening to you. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking get on the ground and start shaking, okay? Because I'm going to wake up tomorrow after sleeping on the cement floor, stretch my fucking strained neck, and do the same shit I did every day, but a little bit differently. Because that's how we evolve. Spice it up just enough. Anyway. um, Anyways, I got, um, you know... I'm a lesbian, so I got some lesbians to get back to. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know, they say lesbians move too fast, but I'm fat, so I don't move that fast. (laughs) 